Hey, welcome. It is uh, six minutes after 10 o'clock. Glad to have you with us on a Think Tank Thursday. Uh, for those of you listening to us in other cities outside of uh, Columbia, you, you may or may not be aware that the city of Columbia can't do what 99 plus percent of all the communities in the country do. They can't collect the damned garbage. How this is a problem in Colombia, I, I don't... It's, 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 it's insane. David Stokes is with us. He is the director of municipal policy at the Show Me Institute. I read a piece that he wrote about yet, that he wrote yesterday about this. Uh, David, welcome to the program. How are you? I'm doing great, Kerry. Good to be on the air with you. You know, Dave, collecting garbage. I mean, every city does it. I've never seen such a flippin' mess. Well, as we've, as we've talked about it, it is crazy. And, and as I said in the blog post at showmeinstitute.org, you know, it's, they're making a simple thing complicated. That's the, that's the big mistake here. They're a simple thing hard. And the good news is, slowly but surely, they're, tr- they're making adjustments to it. Like several months ago, as we discussed a few times on the show, they finally overturned the decision to ban roll carts in Columbia. So that's progress. And now they're, they're going to, it appears, change the law that requires that Columbia people can only have trash bags with the city's logo purchased from the city and only use those trash bags, which is crazy because people buy trash bags all over stores all over the country. So, so they're moving away from this, and hopefully this means next year they'll go to a system like so many other cities in the country where people roll the trash out once a week, the city picks it up, and everybody's happy. And then hopefully they'll move to privatizing the whole system like many other cities do, and that will be the best ending. We used to, when I was growing up, we had metal garbage cans, and we had to haul them out to the sidewalk, and somebody dumped them in the back of a truck. They always came back dented and beat up. But, I mean, it wasn't even, these are garbage cans with wheels on them. No, there's no big right. deal. Right now, it's even easier. Like, but, but for some reason, a small group of citizens got roll carts banned in Columbia. I love roll carts. Like, who doesn't love, who doesn't like roll cart technology? You know, you roll it out once a week, you roll it back, and then the next morning, it's easy. But that was banned somehow in Columbia, but the city council was able to change that. So, it, but it, the whole thing's crazy, and it's an example of what, you know, in local government with these low turnout votes and these low turnout elections, sometimes a really small group of people who are really active can can make a change. And sometimes that change can be for the good and sometimes that change can be for the bad, like in this instance. But it's good that the city council seems finally aware that everybody hates the program. The program puts needless costs, needless time in everybody's, you know, they have to get these special bags instead of using the standard glad trash bags that most Americans choose and that you can buy anywhere. So the, the good news here is that the Columbia City Council and Columbia government seems to be moving towards a more normal approach, finally. And then when they get to there, we can talk about how they need to outsource it to private trash collectors, which works great in many, many cities around America. I agree with everything you said, but I think a lot of folks are going to miss having the monogrammed garbage bags. A lot of cities don't have that. They just have plain old glad bags in Columbia, <laughs> monogrammed. 
<laughs> right, they're monogram. You got to go out of your way, buy them only in certain certain places. Right, you get the extra work, extra time. Everybody loves it. <laughs> obviously, obviously, the vast majority of people hate it, which is uh, why we're finally seeing this change. Are there any other cities in the state of Missouri that you're aware of that are having this problem? No, no, I, and I, I couldn't, I couldn't miss one here or there. But I don't know of, you know, in St. Louis, they're having some trouble picking up trash, but that has to do with alleys and infrastructure. They haven't, they haven't unnecessarily made the simple thing even more complicated through their own choices. I don't know of another city that, that's take, taken a relatively simple and routine government service and made such a mess of it like Columbia. And I hope that in 2023, finally, for Christmas, the people of Columbia can get some normal trash service again. It just seems so pathetic that it, literally, we have been talking about this for years. It's so stupid. How could we possibly? Right. Unbelievable. Right. As, I, as, I, as I joke in the blog post, the, the people who benefit from this are people like, like you and I, who get, to, who get to talk about it and, and make fun of it and try to propose better solutions. So we'll have to we'll have to find some other things to talk about next year when Columbia finally fixes this. If they do, and there's certainly no guarantees that they will. Well, I live outside the county, and in the community where I live, we have roll carts, and there's no problem. I roll the cart well, down to the street. The next morning, the garbage man dumps it into the truck. I go back out and bring it back up, and it's done. I, it, it's just it's just so simple. All right. Exactly. Well, I live in University City, a suburb of St. Louis, and that's exactly the system we have, and it works great. And hopefully, hopefully, in University City in Columbia, they can outsource, like many other cities, they can outsource that collection to private companies, and then you really have the best system for taxpayers. Well, I look forward to the day when we never have to talk about this again. When, like in every other too. city, I it's just as well. Yeah. <laughs> All right. David Stokes, thank you for being with us. Thanks, Jerry. Talk to you soon, sir. All right, buddy. Take care. Dave Stokes. It is it is so silly. People in Springfield probably wondering what the hell we're talking about, but they uh, they just don't know how to collect the garbage in Columbia. And these people have these objections to their... I guess they're afraid that, unlike every other city in the, in the world, uh, that people will just leave their garbage cans out front. I, I, don't, I, I don't even understand the fear. I really don't. 874-9390-800-529-5572. We've got uh, a couple things that that we're going to get to. Oh, we got somebody on the bump stock thing. That's what uh, uh, President Trump got banned. We do have a debt bomb coming. uh, And we ought to talk about that a little bit today as well. It's Think Tank Thursday. On the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. It is uh, it's 18 minutes after 10 o'clock. Ron Calzone coming up on a Think Tank Thursday. Uh, baseball fans, uh, well, you may or may not mourn this, but Gaylord Perry has passed away. Uh, I remember when he played for the Cleveland Indians. But he played for uh, the San Francisco Giants, the Cleveland Indians, the Texas Rangers, the San Diego Padres. Um, Atlanta Braves, Seattle Mariners, Kansas City Royals. Is there a team this guy missed? I mean, he 
he was on everybody. Uh, he played everybody's uh, team. Uh, but he has passed away. He's the uh, spitball king, they say. Um, all right, let's see here. There are a couple things that uh, that I wanted to get to before before we move on. Uh, if, if somebody wanted to call, uh, somebody had a comment about the bump stocks. Um, let me see if I can find this. Oh, uh, I, I, I complained that uh, the administration had been spending like a drunken sailor. Uh, Jerry said, I was a drunken sailor at one time. Please, insulting us, uh, stop insulting us by comparing us to Congress or the president. Um, yeah, let's see. Okay. Uh, it, Ron sent me a message, and he'll be with us in a few minutes, Ron Calzone. It's not so much the Trump banned the bump stock, but the greatest sin was that he redefined what a machine gun is by executive fiat, not the legislative process. That's the very thing conservatives were upset about when Obama said he had a pen and a phone and didn't need the legislative branch of government. Um, Trump also said to uh, take guns from people uh, someone is concerned about uh, and worry about due process later. Uh, that said, DeSantis has a history of supporting red flag laws, and I don't like those either. Uh, but we were talking about electability, and I'm just telling you who's electable and who is not, in my opinion. Uh, speaking of guns, French gun owners are surrendering their weapons in record numbers at police collection points across the country as a round of unlicensed firearms winds down. France is keen to limit the number of illegally owned firearms, as many as 6 million authorities estimate. And the Macron government is offering an amnesty in an effort to limit their distribution. Rifles, handguns, ammunition, even knives and grenades have been handed in at 300 collection points in the country since the start of the Ministry of Interior's campaign on November 25th. Those who bring in the weapons face no penalties. And their offerings will be destroyed. By Wednesday, Reuters report 65,000 firearms of all types had been turned in along with 1.6 million bullets and other projectiles. The campaign is here to help the French people surrender these objects that are rather cumbersome for most. According to a, a police commander, other authorities shared that optimism of a national disarmament. We believe that about five or six million weapons that are being kept in an irregular manner by our fellow citizens, uh, says the head of the uh, Interior Ministry's Central Service for Arms and Explosives, 80 to 90 percent of these weapons are in their possession due to an inheritance. When we talk to them, they're quite happy about getting rid of them. Why, uh, Brian, would they be so interested in in taking these guns when they have such strict gun control and, and apparently that means there's no gun crime. You know, they, they got all this gun control. Why? Why? Um, are they having a problem? I don't know. Uh, let's see. Oh, this is on the, already on the... Our Lynn, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How are you? Isn't there some joke in there somewhere, the French surrendering? <laughs> well, you know, they they could have turned in a lot of unused World War II rifles. 
that's kind of. I mean, I was. I mean, yes. Yeah, I, I think it's very funny the French surrendering again. Yes. But I was also thinking, considering they're, they're you know, they're talking about grenades passing, uh, uh, being turned in and stuff. I bet there's a lot of historic uh, military weaponry from World War II that maybe. Uh, their grandfathers who were maybe part of the French resistance had. I mean, there might actually be some pretty cool stuff in there that, of course, will probably just be turned into scrap, unfortunately. Yeah. But uh, it's, it's no surprise the French surrendering again. Yeah, they... As I understand, at the end of World War II, they had something like a half million uh, tanks with backup lights on them. Uh, <laughs> nobody, <laughs> nobody else has. All right, Lynn, thanks for the call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Oh, Lord. Uh, all right, we've had enough fun with the French. Uh, if anything, we, li we like their fries. Uh, that may be the extent of it, but uh, there we go. 874-9390-800-529-5572. Um, uh, that'll get you into the studio. The Biden administration supports using taxpayer dollars to fund sex change operations on minors. Secretary of Health and Human Services Xavier Becerra confirmed in a written uh, notice, uh, testimony, submitted to the House Committee on Education. Wait, you're going to compel me to pay taxes at the point of a gun... And then you're going to take that money and you're going to use it to mutilate young Americans? Is, is this the United States? And, and that's not all. Democrats want to take your tax dollars and use them to provide abortions. They, they, I'm, I'm I can't believe this. Um. Why not? It, I mean, because it's in the Constitution. What what section is that in? What, the Good and Welfare Clause. Oh, oh, that I, one, yeah. I didn't realize that uh -huh. that's where it was. Yeah. Just the letting good, you know. The Good and Welfare Clause. Anytime you can't find something in the Constitution that they propose, just look to... The Good and Welfare Clause. And it pretty much explains everything. Oh, wow. I wish I'd known that before. As many times as I've uh, surfed that document, I... I hadn't realized that that's what that meant. Uh, it makes me wonder why they even have a doctrine of enumerated powers. Republican Illinois Representative Mary Miller questioned Becerra during an April hearing about the administration's position on taxpayer funding for sex change operations on minors. He equivocated at the time, telling the congresswoman the administration, quote, will continue to comply with the law and provide people with protections they need to get the medical services they're entitled to. <laughs> what? Yes. I read the same thing, and it's like, wait, what? Huh? They're entitled to they're what? They're entitled to it. Uh-huh. Uh, doesn't make sense to me. Uh, let me go to the phones here, and uh, Dave is on the line. Dave, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Gary. Uh, I've been listening to people talk about Trump should run, and not what he is running, I guess, but... Uh, the whole point is, how could you not vote for Trump if he wins the nomination of the Republican Party? <clears throat> Excuse me. Seeing what the Democrats have done in the last two years, I'm just appalled by that. I well, mean, people say Dave, I'd vote for someone else, but that doesn't make sense. Dave, if Trump wins the nomination, Republicans will vote for him. That's not a question. That's not even an issue. 
The issue is, will independents vote for him? And the answer to that is probably not in enough numbers to win. I don't, I don't disagree with that. I think they still will. I mean, seeing what's been going on the last two years, I, I can't see them going to vote for a Democrat for what they've done to America. I can't really see that. They're just, that to me makes it look like, man, they're not seeing what I'm seeing. Just, I don't get it. Just as an example, and only one, exactly. I will point you to the uh, campaign in Pennsylvania for the U.S. Senate. They voted for a guy who can't even talk over Dr. Oz. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't, I don't believe he really won, but that's my opinion. <laughs> I really don't. I think they cheat all the time. All right. Yeah. All right. All right, Bye. Dave, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Jack, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How are you? Okay. I'm going to go back to the garbage bags. All right. Uh, Gary, do you know the reason the name is on the bag? Do I know the reason the name is on the bag? Yes, yeah, so that so that you only use uh, the bags that the city has collected the money from. Correct. And and what's their reason for that? Well, get to your point, Jack, because I'm almost okay. Out of time. Okay, hang on. Uh, like a person that uses one trash bag a week and right next door is a lady that has a uh, nursery. She uses from 13 to 15 bags a week and no, and she don't recycle anything. So they're trying to equalize the pay. We pay for garbage by the ton so that's one way they were trying to make a person that's throwing the trash out pay for it. So what would be your answer for that? To help My answer for that would be situation? to get a damned roll cart and put the garbage in the roll cart. That's Do the you answer. think everybody ought to pay the same for the garbage? If yes, somebody... I think every if the city, if you're going to have a socialized garbage collection program, then deal with uh -huh. the socialized garbage collection program. If you uh -huh. want to have liberty and freedom, get rid of the city trash hauling in its entirety and let the private marketplace have at it. Oh, I would go for that in a minute. But do you think the same person that throws out 15 times as much garbage as another should pay the same rate? If you have socialized garbage collection, yes. So you like socialization? No, I didn't say I like socialization. I want the free market to haul the garbage away. But the city no, of Columbia I, isn't getting rid of that. How would you make the same? You don't think the same person. I mean, no matter what they pay, how much garbage they cost the landfill, they should pay the I don't same think as somebody is, that just has one bag. Jack, do you yes. really think there are that many people with that much disparity? I would argue not. I would argue 95% of the much. people have not, about the same that. amount of garbage and that the not. difference doesn't reflect the cost involved. Oh, okay. All right, I got to run, Jack. I'm up against the clock. Thank you for the call. I mean, it's just silly. Uh, how many people dump that many bags of garbage? Almost nobody. So it's not like suddenly equalizing the cost. And it's silly to have monogrammed garbage bags. How does all the rest of the world handle their garbage? I prefer the free market. I really would. 
All right. Ron Calzone. MoFirst.org. Coming up on the Gary Nolan Show. The Zimmer this Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show. It's 1035, and it's Think Tank Thursday. About 45 minutes from now, Dave Rowland is going to be on board. He's he sent me uh, several cases that he wants to talk to uh, talk about, including one that we uh, chatted about yesterday uh, that, uh, that deals with this uh, girl who wanted to be there when her father was executed. Uh, also, uh, live-streaming police traffic stops. Is it unconstitutional? A piece from the Washington Post. I don't think so, but we'll get into that. Uh, and a woman jailed for endangering her fetus. She wasn't even pregnant. I know you want to know about that, so we'll get to it. Uh, in the meantime, his name is pronounced Katsone. Uh It's Ron Calzone, MoFirst.org. He said, how about we conduct... An on-air scientific poll during my Think Tank Thursday spot. Uh, I don't have a problem with it. Uh, I can tell you right now, I looked at this and, and I would vote yes, but we'll find out what you think. Get ready. This does not count as your call of the day. This is just a, a, a lightning poll. And Ron's here to tell us what it's all about. Mr. Calzone. Well, I almost said Katsone. Ron, welcome. How are you? I'll answer to anything. Almost. There you go. Well, I'm doing quite well, as a matter of fact. Um, a little perturbed at, at what happened on a number of fronts uh, on the 8th of November, as I can tell that many people are. But particularly, it's a little upsetting to me to think that uh, not that we decriminalized uh, the victimless use of a, of a plant, but the fact that we did it by adding 38 legal size pages to the Missouri Constitution. And we did so with, um, you know, by creating monopolistic privileges for uh, some people to, to grow and distribute marijuana. And we actually codified for only the second time in Missouri history, at least in the existing or current Constitution, a crime. You know, so Amendment 3. The so you know the decriminalization of marijuana amendment actually added a crime to the Constitution. You don't put crimes in constitutions. That's not what you're what they're for. But it did. Yep. Now, having said that, you know, with the frustration uh, that I have over the fact that that was adopted by Missouri voters, uh, it also was somewhat of an indictment of the Missouri General Assembly. I mean, clearly there's been two votes now, one on medical marijuana and one on, on recreational marijuana, in which the people uh, had a different sentiment than the legislature did. The legislature's had lots of opportunities uh, to end the war on marijuana, at least, and, uh, and they've not taken them. And so the people grasped at whatever straw was given them, and they accepted a very, very, very poor amendment to the Missouri Constitution. So what do we do about that? If, if I were uh, making policy for the General Assembly, I think what I would say was, oops, we were out of touch with the people. We get the message. We understand that you do not want us to lock up people and fine people for, for use and possession of marijuana. However, we don't think it was done properly with Amendment 3. Let's have a redo. And then I would present to the voters of Missouri a maybe one paragraph, maybe three sentence uh, 
amendment to the Missouri Constitution that would prevent government from penalizing you for using or distributing marijuana, uh, at least not distributing it to an adult. And so my question for your listeners is, would you vote for something like that? Would you vote for something that repealed Amendment 3 and replaced it with a very simple three-sentence amendment that got government off the back of marijuana users? Okay, so uh, phrase that. Give us those three sentences, and then we'll open up the phone lines and see if people would vote for it. Oh, I don't have the three sentences. Oh, <laughs> you know, that was that's so, so in in principle. All right, what I'm so, saying right, is l- l- what I'm l- saying is, is okay. Go ahead. Would you vote to repeal Amendment Three and replace it with a law that simply says we will not punish any adult who is using marijuana uh, or selling marijuana to other adults? Does that work? That works. All right. Would you support that? 874-9390, 800-529-5572. Would you be in favor and would you vote for a law that says we're going to repeal Missouri Amendment 3 on marijuana and protect adults that want to use or smoke marijuana? That's it. No uh, this doesn't. Uh, this doesn't uh, give permission to sell to minors. This just says for adults. Would you vote for it? Yes or no. This does not count as your vote for the day. This is because it's a lightning pole. And Brian, I'm. I've got to get. Uh, I got to get paper ready here. And there's never a pen in the studio, so. But I've got. So Gary. One all right, here we go. Are you ready? All right. Uh, oh, boy. Brian, you're going to have to hit the buttons here because uh, my side of the... We're having a little phone problem here. Uh, Barb, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Would you vote for that rule? I would. Okay. So there's the the one that, that passed is garbage. Yeah, and I agree. And all people saw was marijuana, and they voted for it. They didn't research the bill. They didn't read the bill. They just saw marijuana and voted for it. I tried to tell people it was a bad deal, and it was. Barb, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, Let's get Paul on the line next. Paul, welcome. Would you vote for that? Yes, I'm a no vote. It would be a yes vote for that, and I like what Barb had to say. And uh, my problems with the law as it is, as the problems with the... uh, uh, distributions or whoever they want to put that, you know, the, uh, well, they call it CRTT with who directs, who gets the, the permits yeah. to, to grow and distribute. And then this, you have to get a permit now to grow, cultivate any marijuana for recreational use. You have to get permission from the government, which I don't think anyone will. And they simply just needed to number the number of plants and, uh, no sales at all other than through the government sales. It's just no selling. And limited grow, and I'm, that's what it should say, and I'm all about that. All right, Paul, thank you. I'm not sure. I think that was a yes. Uh, David uh, is next. And, uh, yeah. well, okay, we got two Davids here. David, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Would you vote for that? I read all 39 pages of that document before I voted. I voted no, and I would absolutely go for the change you're talking about, Gary. Thank you very much. All right, thank you, David, for the call. Wow, David, I'm impressed. <laughs> <laughs> it's not an easy read. 
Uh, I, couldn't, right. I couldn't read them all. I couldn't, I couldn't stand it. All right, let's get the next David on the line here, and uh, we'll check with him. David, would you vote for that simplified version? Yes. Wow. Have a good one. You too. Thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, John, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Would you vote for that simplified law? Yep. And I, I voted no on uh, the one we just passed, and I would vote yes on that one. All right. I appreciate yep. it. Thank you, John. Do we have to keep going? Uh, it, it looks like a landslide here. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll get Don on the line. There we go. Don, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Would you vote for that? Uh, yes, I would. I voted no on the first, on the original amendment. All right. Thank you, sir. Uh, let's see. Uh, can we bring up Christina next? I think that's where we'll go. Christina, would you vote for that? Yes, I would. I was a no vote. It was a messy bill. Yeah, it was awful, wasn't it? I yes, tried it to was. tell it people. Was very messy. Right. I listened to you. I voted no. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. I'm glad you did. Have Christina. a good day. You too. Uh, oh, Lord. What do we have here? Uh, let's get Mary Beth in here. Mary Beth, would you vote yes on that? I absolutely would, and I was a no vote also for the same reasons. I got to tell you, I think, I think, Ron, I've got some of the smartest damn listeners in the whole state of Missouri. Thank you, Mary Beth. Appreciate it. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Well, we haven't had we haven't had one person say no. It's well, been a I'm, slam I'm dunk. Sure. You know, I'm I I did not study a lot of probability and statistics probability and statistics in college, but I'm pretty sure that that eight uh, at to zero makes us a scientific poll. I'm pretty sure that uh, that should be accepted by everyone as being uh, well, the sentiment the, of all Missourians everywhere. People go to GaryNolan.com and send a message, and Terry did. She uh, Terry said, my vote, yes. I hate Amendment 3. Uh, Ken, lightning poll, yes. Uh, Brian, yes, I would support that. John, I would vote for it, except it should also state use in a private place. Not interested in hailing uh, some idiot smoking a joint in public. Well, so, you know, the, the way I would structure an amendment like that would make a distinction between the use of marijuana and, and in some other way providing, uh, you know, damaging someone else, you know, whether it was by an accident or inconveniencing them. So I don't think it should matter whether you're burning leaves or you're smoking pot. If it's something that is um, infringing on someone else's rights, then, then you know, there's a, a room for a statute to deal with that. Well, if you have a car accident because you're impaired, it doesn't matter whether you're impaired by because you're sleep deprived or because you're on marijuana or whatever it is. You know, that's a different issue than the fact that you're actually using marijuana. So my point is, is that there could still be a statutory framework that could could adapt, um, you know, as we learned about how people would use and abuse. Well, you could you could have uh, commercial establishments, bars and restaurants that say, you know, no, no smoking pot. Uh, no marijuana uh, use here, uh, but I don't think anybody's going to get a, a contact high walking down the street. Uh, so I, I don't see where that would really be a problem. So it, it is. Uh, you know what? Let me, let me just for grins and giggles because I got the time. I get one more call in here. David, welcome. Would you vote for this? 
Yes. Wife and I both voted no on the other. Can't stand the stuff, but I would say yes. All right. Thank you very much, David. Appreciate it. So literally, you and I, in the course of, uh, what, uh, less than 10 minutes or right around 10 minutes, have, uh, between phone calls and uh, messages from the website, listened to the comments of 5, 10, 13 people, and not one said no to your, your offer. So, and the thing that's interesting is, is that a number of them said they were no votes on Amendment 3. So I, I think that you, if you put something, you know, a repeal and replace on the ballot, uh, it, it would probably get more votes than Amendment 3 did itself. Boy, would so we they get more, be... We get more yes votes. So we get more yes votes. Than yeah, it would, it would un, I think it would pass. But boy, would they be furious with you. Holy Toledo. Because there are people well, who are going to make millions on this. Actually, it's um, one of the industry... Uh, involved, well, one of the people involved in the industry said that the market will be between $800 million and $1 billion a year. $800 million and $1 billion a year. So they're going to throw all kinds of money against you if you were to do this. And they yeah. certainly would have the money to buy up the ad time. Well, you know, it's not. it wouldn't be me doing this, but I think that the General Assembly has a duty to try to fix the mistake they made. And the mistake they made was not passing statutorial decriminalization when they had the chance, you know, before something like this hit the ballot. And, and, I, and I don't think that there's any political penalty to pay because all they would be doing is saying, we want to give you another choice. You know, it's still, the voters still get to decide. We're not repealing anything. All we're doing is using our statutory authority to put something on the ballot and let the voters have another option. You know, so because right now, so do you remember when medical marijuana was on the ballot? There were three proposals, yeah. And, and the peop, and all three of them were bad because they created you know, some of the same problems that Amendment Three did. Well, this bill they, would eliminate the need for that too, wouldn't it? It would. That's right. So yeah, you're right. A lot of money would be uh, you know spread against this, but so so I think that there's a tremendous untapped resource out there dealing with ballot measures. The legislature is complaining because you have ballot measures like this one that they that don't go the way they want them right. to go. Ron, hang on. We, we're up against a break. We'll come back with you uh, and, and uh, wrap this up. Ron Calzone with us. MoFirst.org on the Gary Nolan Show. It's the Zimmer Radio Network. It is uh, 1054 and uh, we've got Ron Calzone, MoFirst.org. Uh, he had uh, thrown out a uh, an option, uh, repeal Amendment 3, and then replace it with anybody over the age of 21 uh, can buy and use marijuana without uh, legal interference. And uh, that's essentially what it is. And I'm still getting uh, messages uh, from GaryNolan.com. Um, saying, yeah, they would vote for that. And, it, it, and it's amazing. It's almost unanimous. And then we kind of got off track. So, Ron, I had to interrupt you. Go ahead. Well, we weren't on tr off track, actually. I was going to point out that, that the way I envisioned something like that surviving the onslaught of special interest money is you engage legislators. So if you think about it, we've got, we've got 163 representatives in the House of Missouri House of Representatives, each of one of them has a bully pulpit. Each one of them has, uh, you know, pretty much carte blanche the media. If they if they want a 
you know, a spot in their local newspaper, if they if they uh, offer an interview on radio, uh, they they get it pretty much, and so they can disseminate a message pretty readily with very little cost. And I think that that would be a tremendous uh, counteraction to any kind of special interest money that would come in and, and work against a proposal like that. You could engage, and I think that you could you could potentially engage virtually all 163 of those reps because I think the Democrats would support it, and I think the Republicans would, even the ones that don't want to decriminalize marijuana, would rather replace Amendment 3 with something more reasonable. You know, it's it's interesting because I think you're right. I think the Democrats might just get on board with this. Uh, and I and I think, uh, and I've been lobbying my Republican friends in the legislature, uh, you know, why are you not behind this? In fact, I think it would actually help them in their elections. It would, you know, if they got behind this uh, legislatively, I think they would get, you know, a, a lot of support. I, I think so. Like I said, this this should be an oops moment for them. They misgaged the will of Missourians, and you know that this is their opportunity to make it up. Well, maybe next time they'll think uh, they'll listen to me when I tell them this, because yep. I think you're I right. Know, I think you've made a valid point, and and it's been a point that I've been arguing with them for uh, seemingly uh, forever. I'm I'm going to rethink my uh, my my assessment that this was a an accurate scientific poll, however, you know, so it's unanimous in what we've heard from 15 or 20 people that have said yes. But, you know, when you factor in just how persuasive Gary Nolan is, and these oh, are that. people that are, li- that are listening <laughs> to Gary Nolan on a regular basis, you know, maybe, you know, unless we could get you, unless we could get every voter to listen to you, you know, we might not quite have the same percentage of, of support that we did with us. Well, we'll we'll have to work on that. Yeah, absolutely. Ron Calzone, MoFirst.org. Ron, thank you for being with us. Thank you, Gary. All right, glad to have you on board. He points it out that that the uh, the legislature could have done this and done it right, but they didn't. And frankly, you know, one of the things that scares me that is that if they do do it, they'll tax the crap out of it. Um, and I'd much rather it be a kind of a free market sort of thing. Anyway, uh, coming up, uh, it appears that United Parcel, among others, may be tracking your gun sales, your gun purchases. I'll give you the details on that in just a couple of minutes. And then Dave Rowland is going to be with us. It's the Gary Nolan Show on the Zimmer Radio Network. This is The Gary Nolan Show 